Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Sporting Blog Podcast. Um, today we're going to have a look at one of the fastest growing sports in the world. I believe actually it might be the fastest growing sport by participation um, and it certainly has a lot of first time players who would have been attracted uh, to the game via other sports, which you probably couldn't say about many other sports. You know, it's very rare that someone will suddenly get into rugby because someone at the football club has recommended it. Um, But for sure, people have started playing paddle as a recommendation from someone at a tennis club or squash club or certainly if they've been or spent any time in Spain or holidayed around Spain and been anywhere near a sports club, you'll often find a paddle court and therefore give it a go. Um, I myself did start playing paddle a little bit last summer um, because people at the tennis club I play at also played. I found it to be a really good game to just get straight into. Uh, If you've got a half-decent amount of hand-eye coordination or if you've played tennis or squash, I think um, you're going to be able to get in and going uh, pretty much straight away. Uh, The reason we're talking paddle today is that we published a piece this morning uh, which was uh, a written piece, an interview with Sandy Farquharson, who is the founder of the Paddle School, uh, based out in Dubai. Um, He does loads of cool content. Uh, His podcast is pretty good too. Uh, His YouTube videos are excellent. If you're a bit of a geek like me and get into uh, technique and, and the way people think about playing shots and whatever. So if you're a beginner, Certainly check out the Paddle School for great tips for beginners, especially things like hitting the ball off the glass and learning what to do with the serve and how to counteract certain types of spin and so on. Uh, If you're a slightly more advanced player, then there's plenty for you there too. So, uh, And also obviously check out our interview. It was really quite interesting and um, he goes into some pretty good detail about uh, the game and, and what what you can maybe do to improve your own game. Um, where to play paddle, I guess, is is the thing. Um, at the moment, I'm presuming, like lawn tennis, they're probably back open uh, for play. Uh, it's an outdoor game and four people can play. You are actually fairly close together compared to um, <clears throat> lawn tennis, but still, um, I'll check it out, but I think you can play again now. Um, the LTA has a, a paddle um, section called, amazingly enough, LTA Paddle. I think on their website you can find out where the nearest court is to you. Uh, they are popping up all over the place. And actually, as something that Sandy mentioned, you can fit about two, two or three, I think three paddle courts in the space that it would take to have a, a normal tennis court. Uh, if you include the runoffs and the surrounds. Um, so space-wise, they're pretty effective. And um, they are 
they seem to be full. Whenever I look at paddle, I mean, we're based in the southwest, but if you know, if I'm in London, which is often, and uh, go to Hyde Park where there's some a paddle set up, or Bishop's Park in Fulham, the courts are always pretty busy. And again, this is I think down to the fact that um, it's it's. It's generally an easier going game on your body. You can play with people of differing standards. Uh, equipment's easy to carry around and so on and so forth. It just feels a lot more accessible. If I wanted to just, you know, grab a mate who I knew was fairly sporting, if she or he had never played paddle, within an hour we could get something done. Um, whereas normal tennis or squash really have to be of a similar level um, otherwise you're not really getting a whole lot out of it and you're especially if you're the the, the better player and in inverted commas you're not going to get any sort of workout and you're really going to spend most of the time trying to make uh, the game easier for for your hitting partner and paddle doesn't really strike me as that sort of game I'm sure obviously there are disparities between very very good players and average players like myself but uh you know i can i could probably dig out enough balls to give someone a little bit of entertainment um even though they would be able to get me with the more advanced stuff and i think that through the degrees of development is is apparent that you know that that's the way i think or sorry not a way that's one of the the big benefits um that people see when looking to play paddle um so we did briefly touch on also, you know, getting what well, what is it? Why what would you say to a your tennis club or, or sports club to build a paddle court? And you know that what we just covered certainly comes into it, but um it is a very inclusive game as well, I think that um in terms of men and women playing together, uh, again far more likelihood of getting a decent game out of it and people not having to change their style or, or technique based on standard and they're also not very expensive I believe to create I think you need a concrete foundation and then I think the court surface um, can vary but it's a sort of astroy surface with sand on it so again good for all weathers which is another bonus especially in the UK um, the glass slash plastic, I mean, it's called glass, I think maybe some of it is actually plastic, um, that surrounds the back third of each end of the court um, is probably where the money is, and then the rest is a, a fairly straightforward metal structure. So I think they can also be put up fairly quickly as a result of that. Um, I have campaigned at a couple of places that I play sport at, not mentioning any locations to to get two of these put in. One of Sandy's points was, you know, you really want two because the moment you put it in, it becomes popular. And as a largely a doubles game, you're trying to satisfy a lot of people who are going to want to try, but also those that play regularly. So a minimum of two is what you're after. Um, it got me thinking about building one 
down here in the southwest. I think there might be one near Swindon looking at Google Maps, but I've not really looked into it in any more detail. Um, it would be a really cool project, I think, um, because, look, this is a super popular sport on the continent. Um, I know that Jonas Bjorkman, the former um, professional tennis player, really good doubles player, good serve and volleyer too, um, has a paddle business. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I believe, has a paddle business, building courts. And uh, I know that Jurgen Klopp had one court, sorry, put in at Melwood. Presumably there'll be one at their new training ground as well. Got to run off those bags, Jurgen. Um, so it looks like it's just going from strength to strength. And one of the biggest issues um, I've found with all sports is accessibility in um I play some reasonably obscure sports like real tennis and rackets, and the the, the biggest enemy to those games is is not the the game itself, really. It's it's accessibility and how hard or otherwise it is to begin playing, and you know the 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 mechanics of how you begin playing, the fact that. With lawn tennis, especially with real tennis, and even more so with rackets, you just have to have lessons or play with someone who is prepared to teach you the game and spend a lot of time getting balls to you to hit in the same place. Um, now, golf is much the same, but largely you can go to the driving range. If you went to the driving range every day and hit 100 balls um, and you did it in the right fashion with the right advice to start with, um, you'd eventually improve your game, whether you would, whether you'd be improving it in exactly the right way, it doesn't matter, but you can go and play on your own and hit balls. In lawn tennis, the only thing you can practice really on your own is your serve and to some extent your footwork. And most people haven't got the, the dedication, the time or the money to buy a court for one person to, to do that. Um, I think the thing about paddle is, as, as we mentioned, is, you know, I could grab someone and and, and get a game of it fairly regularly and you, and you can also improve together because in most cases people are starting out at a very similar level in terms of you know how often they've played so I enjoyed reading and getting the piece um, with the paddle school and it's made me think about buying some new stash um, which obviously there are links on our or article to buying rackets and things, um, or through our Amazon store. Or maybe I need to set up a paddle Amazon store. Actually, that's what we'll do. And um, I think that might be a really good way of easing back into some exercise this summer. And I'll try and get a group together and play a bit more. If anyone is interested in in learning how to play paddle or has any questions or anything like that please check out the sporting blog for more details on uh, the paddle school but also drop me an email hello at the sporting dot blog or on our social channels on facebook where the sporting blog the same on instagram on twitter where sporting blog 23 so uh, let us know about your paddle life if you have any thoughts, comments, 
and maybe we'll pick up and do a regular piece on this game and interview Sandy and some others in the paddle world. Um, it's it's fun and uh, also by the way check out the highlights of some of the rallies on YouTube they are insane and how these these girls and guys that play get to the level they do I mean how you practice running outside of the court and retrieving is beyond me but uh, it's really cool and uh, you can get down a really crazy rabbit hole with um, <laughs> watching paddle rally highlights on on youtube so if you've got some time to kill and you love watching that sort of stuff uh go check that out too um gonna sign off on that note and i hope that this has been worth listening to see you later